Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast. I'm Kevin Miller. I hunt for the latest and greatest authors and experts in self-help and ask them the in-depth questions I'm curious about for my own growth. I bring these conversation series to you so we can learn and achieve together. In this episode, we wrap up my series on 10-time record-breaking explorer, Colin O'Brady, and the messages from his new book, The 12-Hour Walk, Invest One Day, Conquer Your Mind, and Unlock Your Best Life. With me is my frequent co-host, Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert. And we give focus to Colin's two main topics from the book. First, his concept of what is your Everest. And we really bring it down from some epic exotic adventure. Not that it can't be that, but also just what gives you purpose. That's the best Everest ever. I mean, can you do this in the day-to-day of your life? Have an Everest, have the purpose you want. Then we hit the primary concept of the 12-hour walk, which is rebooting our brain, our mind, something that we in our culture today rarely do. I mean, sleep's just like recharging your phone, which is needed, but it's a recharge. It's not an operating system upgrade, a real reboot, which is really bigger than a reboot, which is just, you know, turn your phone off and restart it. This is an operating system upgrade we're talking about. That's the concept in this 12 hour walk. Uh, I encourage you to listen to the discussion. Even if you have zero intent to go on a 12 hour walk, plenty of other ways to achieve it. The goal is just to do something down that road. Though Randy and I, as you'll hear, are both planning on what we decided to name a 12 hour meander. So we'll see what fits you. If you find value from this self-helpful podcast, subscribe, leave a review about this specific episode. And best of all, take something you learned today, share it with somebody else. Talk about it over the dinner table or on the drive to school or wherever it may be. You can connect with me at kevinmiller.co. Next up, Dr. James and I have this conversation about all of us having an Everest we are working in or working towards and authentically rebooting or upgrading our operating system, not just a recharge of our mind. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon. Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous. And I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled-in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
So you and I were just talking uh, over coffee about our kids and parenting as we often do and, and just, you know, life overall and relationship and, and whatnot. But this concept that Colin breaks up of, you know, what is your Everest? I mean, so here's a guy who is going after the normal path of life and then decided just to go kind of pursue his dreams in essence, which sounds from the self-help world, you know, so kind of pithy, go you know, follow your dreams. And, right. Is he married? Does he have kids? Is, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yes. That, but, but, but it did. I started the show off kind of saying that. So here are your kids right now. I mean, you've got your three and I've got my bunch and, and there we're kind of seeing what direction are they going to go? But where do we get to the point of saying, yeah, you're doing stuff you enjoy and having fun. But at some point you just be responsible, you know, <laughs> get a place to live, get a job and start doing the day to day and let those things go by. It, I know <laughs> it sounds terrible. It does. <laughs> but that's, that is so much of what we do. And that's kind of what he's pulling us to as to what is that thing that you wanted to do as a kid, though I'll admit on that topic, I am concerned that more and more we have people who never really did have a dream. They don't really even chime. I never had something I was really, you know, eager to do. I just kind of did life watched some TV and went to school and got a job. So there's not some big thing out there and you just kind of go along. And so for some, they need to manifest what, what do I want to do? If I'm not just happy doing the day to day grind. Is there, well, this brings up a, is it even feasible that everybody does actually have an Everest? And, and I'm going to push, I would push back a little bit to say if everybody had an Everest, then Everest wouldn't be Everest. Okay, you're getting grandiose, I feel like, though. Because that's what, well, that's what take... Everest is. You just said well, dream okay. means grandiose. Okay, well, bring it back to purpose then. Uh, okay. I mean, am I doing, what is my dream? I don't know that I ever, what did I have a dream to do? Be a top podcast. I never had that as a dream. Did you have a dream of I no. want to be a doctor? No. But I, I think I would resonate more with Martin Luther King. I have a dream. I, okay. Right? And it wasn't Mount Everest. It wasn't whatever. It was purposefulness, meaningfulness of ideas, of philosophies, of influence, of impacting people. I, I would just say, I would say for the sake of the conversation, that's, that's Everest. It, it is that purpose. What is it? Because you could have, I was thinking, when you asked the question or kind of posed that, I thought, you know, let's take two nurses in the hospital and one of them is there to do a job. She just, right. she went that direction. It's what her mom did or somebody you know, right. went and did it. And, and the, the other, other one is Florence Nightingale. It is their Everest. Yeah. They, their dream is to uh, go and do that. We have a friend who was a fighter pilot, right? Wasn't he a, uh, and now he's a nurse. Jeff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was a fighter pilot. He's a fighter pilot. And now he's a nurse practitioner uh -huh. and decided I want to go do that. And I don't know his specific story, but he didn't go after it thinking this is the most lucrative job. I think he really wanted to do that. And for some reason it fulfills a dream. So, so in that context of we could have somebody, their Everest is an everyday job but to them for whatever reason has great purpose. I was going to, and that's very hopeful. Yes. That, is and even Jeff would say, probably when he was fifteen, he wanted to be a pilot. That was his dream, and then he did that, and then he life went on, and 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 actually, when having known those guys in the Air Force, once you're there, then 
you're like everybody else. Like we say, oh, fighter pilot, because we hardly know any of those people. But if you're in a squadron, then everybody you know is a fighter pilot, and it's kind of just the job. Mm-hmm. And and then after that, here he is, and he says, I'm going to become a Merce. And, uh, and because his inspiration was functional medicine, was helping people down that pathway. Yeah. The ideas, the the influence, and then that became a dream that had to fuel him through hard years of school and and all of those kind of another commitment, just like he did when he was twenty. Yeah. Uh, and so, to that degree, can everybody have an average? Yeah, I would think that I would hope that. Oh, all, sure. Every one of my kids, so I got nine kids that they would all find an Everest, and one of them might go climb Mount Everest or become a fighter pilot or an astronaut, and the other may decide to because of a. Like my oldest son uh, is working at a hospital because he spent so much of his life in a hospital and with you with functional medicine that that's what inspires him. And he wants to be in that demographic of, Mm -hmm. or, you know, career, that type of career path of helping people. And that can be his Everest Everest. to a degree and, and have some fun things that, you know, there may be some bucket list type things too, that where he says, I also want to go live in Thailand for a month, you know, some fun things, some kind of big adventure things that are part of that as well, that are inspiring. Can't um, each of those be an Everest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think and so. can't, can't, uh, can't we have an Everest of like in true life medicine, we're doing this, we're, we're doing these challenges, right? Yeah. So then there was the walk challenge and then we just finished the squat challenge, right? Like, you know, get everybody on a video and do however many squats you want to do per day and at the end of, you know, a month, then there's, I forgot what it was, 25,000 squats that people did. And we say, well, we got all the way to the moon, right? Like something oh. along those lines of for each individual person, you know, 20 a day is an Everest for an 80-year-old. And, and the purposefulness behind it is not you're going you're gonna to be able to go climb out Everest when you're 80, but it is. It is the mindset, the attitude that would equal you're way less likely to break a hip. Yeah. And way more likely to enjoy, to have contentment and peace in your life. Well, and it comes, coming back to our kids again, would you have any of your three boys who you would say, you know what, you go after the big thing. You're going to be an astronaut. That's your interest. Let's get you going that direction. You, buddy, probably just, just find something to get by. And just, you know, pay the bills, make ends meet, get some money saved and just, you know, maybe just, you'll get a Volvo. Just, 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 just make it. I mean, we would never think to do that, no. but we relegate ourselves to that. And, you know, that whole idea of go out, you know, go after your passions or whatever, but should it just be, where is that thing that inspires you to be excited in the morning when you wake up and look forward to it? I've, I've thought recently about you and me and the word curiosity mm-hmm. that, I think we wake up every morning and I'm so grateful that I'm curious about, and you're going to go pick up the next book. You had one today on belief mm-hmm. and it could be something on the gut, you know, mm-hmm. you're, but you're always doing that. And I'm doing a similar thing with very similar, you know, I, uh, ideas that I'm pursuing and I want, and I have people on the show and let's talk about it and learn more. And I love that mm-hmm. curiosity. Is that an Everest to a degree? It, to a degree. It is. It's a purpose. And an inspiration and having the fun things like I did a mountain bike race, you know, recently and, and, uh, you know, you look at travel, uh, mm-hmm. and, and some things, those things that inspire us, but is there a morning that should happen where we don't have something that we're really looking forward to, which is 
defined, I think it was Tony Robbins said the happiest people are those who are just making progress in something. Yeah. Uh, who are curious about something, learn a little bit more about it. That's yeah. progress. That's, that's progress. So we take that concept and I think that is one to grapple with first Alta, if you're commuting right now or you're working out or whatever to go, are you okay in the day to day? Are you just passing time? Is there something of purpose that you could consider pursuing and be involved in? And to that degree, I would hope that that would be a yes, but it may be a big effort for a lot of people. So interestingly, you know, again, and so through my frame of reference in the clinic, as we are starting with people at point A and trying to get to a definable point B, and my question to people will be, okay, Kevin, you know, a month ago, uh, and even your family member, right? Like two months ago, it was mem- it was misery of my gut, this and that and the other. And now here we are a few weeks later, a little bit better. And I would say, well, is your state right now? Are you content? And she would say, uh, no, I'm better than I was, but then let's keep going. I am curious, and I hope you're and, – and, and in, in her situation, there was more desperation. I am desperate to get out of a bad and towards a good. Well, I'm curious to know what this supplement would do or this medicine or even if you had – and when it comes to the gut, it's like can you put your mind in this frame of reference for a few minutes a day? And then, and then six months down the road, I would say – are you content? Are you okay with your, in this case, gut? Somebody else, it could be your back. Somebody else, it could be your blood pressure. Are you okay to leave it right here? And that, and my point of bringing all that up is people get stumped. They can't answer. They don't have a frame of reference to say, I'm okay. I am good. I'm at maintenance level. They, I love the question. They, it, it, it gets of, underneath of content. Now I, I, we, you can play with that because I look at satisfaction and yeah. content. Peace. You can kind of play with those words. Uh-huh. Am I, you know, daily, I feel that my call, even as unto God is to be to some degree satisfied. You can take either word is to be content with the now with, I mean, that's where peace is. I don't want anxiety right now. I want contentment and that things are okay now. And to be striving yes. towards something. And so that question, are you content with everything that you have today? It's, well, that's I'm one sorry. question. It's kind of yes and no. Because I want to strive towards something a little bit more this or that. Yeah. And well, do you want this day every day for the next six months, year, 10 years? And I would say, no, I, I kind of like to evolve and progress. Yeah, but if I said, are you content with your liver function right now? You would say yes, because you don't have... But if your liver function was uh, uh, harming these other things... Yeah. Right, like, are you... If you ask me, am I content with my mountain bike performance right now? I'd say, sure, which is close to zero, right? And you're, you know, 99% better than me, and you might say, no, I've got... 10 more trails I want to do and I want to go faster and this and, and, and that's you and that's your Everest or Uh one of them. And for me, it's going to be something else. And like with John, I I would, are you content with the books you've read? And he'd be like, yep, (laughs) don't need any more. (laughs) And Uh, I've read way more books, but I'm not content. Not content. Well, it's a good, so you mentioned, uh, 
yeah, I won't out her, but so I have a daughter who's a lot of people who relate. She has, uh, I mean, she knows functional medicine. She's eating well, she's exercising, she's doing seemingly all the, the right things and is wrecked. Her guts bloated and, and stopped up. I mean, just miserable, literally miserable, especially in relation to the vitality that she has experienced. So she is not content right now, literally in her life, her greatest Mount Everest is just to feel good. Right. She is discontent. She is discontent. And another word we could use, she is not at ease. She is diseased. Yeah. Disease. Disease. That's mm-hmm. great. And she is investing time and money to fix it. And I was as you, texting her late last night with your help. She's f- hopefully a little bit better. Oh my God. And she's, ex- she's but not content. Excited. Yeah. Hopeful. And, and we could even throw that word curious in there. She's, she is curious enough to spend time and money and effort to get back to what she has known as a better form of contentment, a better form of peace and satisfaction. Uh, and also to give her the kind of stability and wherewithal to then have a different kind of curiosity because she's going to go off and read and study and do and work and whatever she's going to do in her life. And she can't be curious over here because she's stuck over here. And that's where I think yeah. when, you're, when you're contemplating, son, I, I just need you to go off over here, get a, get a menial job. Be a, be sort of mediocre. Have a decent car, decent wife, decent whatever else. So many people, you know, nobody aspires to mediocrity. But be and in my world, so many people get hamstrung by dis-ease or discontent or dysfunction. That they, they, there's there's a stuckness of what then becomes menial. I was just, that's <sighs> great, and it disables them from even considering a Mount Everest. Uh, an Everest for this. So if, uh, if my daughter wants to do X, she wants to over here, be an astronaut right now. That is so far removed as an Everest type thing because she feels so bad. She's got a ways to go. She's going to have to get healed. Yeah. Out of, out of self-preservation, she's not going to consider being an astronaut because that yeah. would just be disappointment. Yeah. It, you said the word disabled. That it is a really right. Like we have this disability kind of, Awareness, but when you are disabled, like I am disabled when it comes to mountain biking compared to your ableness. And, but I don't have a, enough curiosity to make myself go harder down that pathway. But I don't f- feel disabled to do what I want to do over here because my tummy feels bad and stuff like that. But I can relate, like we've all had dis ease mm-hmm. and brokenness and disability. Some way more than others, and 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 here we, we're all on that spectrum of things, as we say so often, and 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 so should every for her right now, Everest is just to feel better. It has me thinking of the trajectory, and it's somewhat elementary as you talk about goals and type thing. This is not not rocket science, but it's an interesting perspective. Back to Collins, you know, what's your Everest that? you have the tendency to think of that ultimate Everest, but on that way, there's probably going to be 10 other Everest that you need to meet on the way. So what are they right now? She's saying, okay, here, here may be this big goal. She wants to go do this. Um, she's looking at moving to another city and starting a business and whatever, but the first Everest, Get my tummy feeling well because I just can't hardly think. And then one after that is once I do that, then I have the capacity to put some ideas together, to take action one, action two, this ever to get to that one. I think it's relevant because it helps us. It's kind of the, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time to 
I am inspired by putting the big Mount Everest out there. That's what inspires me. I think and that's my personality style. Some people that's going to overwhelm. So I was going to say, don't you think that even for the vast majority of people, it would be like, well, I'm done before I even get out of the gate because yes. it's, yes. it's not possible. Yeah. And so it, I mean, like I appreciate Collins, you know, what's your Everest? Well, it doesn't feel so good to say, well, my Everest is walking around the block like that. The, you know, a majority of people might say, well, you know, so nobody's going to come out there and say, or even in their own mind, they're not going to say that's my Everest. Yeah. It's a step towards possibly I, I, that, that, that Everest. Right. And, and, and certainly on the medical side, we have that too. Like if you just got out of a car wreck then walking around around the block might be the very thing. And somebody said, instead of saying milestones, we called them uh, foot pebbles. Okay. What, what, what's your foot pebble okay. today? And foot pebbles lead to milestones. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital, and Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top-tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all on Yahoo Finance is a, an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they were hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. Yahoofinance.com. 
I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are, and in some places it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier, and Air Doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. I, I, I'm, I'm, you've got me just thinking about the word content. I mean, what a great audit just to say, am I content? Am I content today? And people should be able to answer to some degree, yes or no. I mean, maybe things are okay, but do, but then do you are you content with this day being the same again, six months don't, down the road? Don't you think this goes back to our coffee this morning? It's like, Kevin, the answer is yes and no. Yes and no. It probably should be. I'm giving value just to the question. And that's Agreed. really what Colin, and you, he, it's interesting you say walk around the block. His book is titled The 12-Hour Walk. And so you and I haven't discussed this. His, his concept really came through, so he's, you know, does Antarctica, treks across it, you know, sets his record and whatnot, and then comes back to regular life and then COVID hits. And he's just like us, he's at home. So here's your world record explorer and he's sitting on his butt at home with Netflix and just kind of uh, in the doldrums and tells his wife, he doesn't have kids, but he's married and tells her, I'm going to go for a walk all day. I'm just going to go, you know, and coming from a guy who's done Everest, I guess it's not that out of the blue, but he says, I'm just going to, I'm going to go all day. And for 12 hours, he's out walking. Yeah. 7 a.m. Starts Uh walking. Starts walking. Not uh, a goal destination, a distance. This isn't an exercise effort uh, to achieve or perform something. It's just to be out. And for him, it was a mental reboot. That in which you and I have talked about, it yeah. was a way to reap, to, to meditate, be present, whatever, just to get the cobwebs out and reboot. I like that. I, I, I kind of back to our, not relief, but renewal, yeah. recharge and, and reboot. You and I talked about that and I brought it up with Colin, that concept of every day, you know, last night I plugged my phone in to recharge it. Battery's low. We do that. But then every once in a while it says, Hey, you've got a new uh, OS um, yeah, uh, operating update, system something. and it shuts everything down, takes a while to reboot. When it comes back, it actually has more capacity. It took, yeah. it took care of some bugs, yeah. fixed some things and has more capacity. When do we do that? And as you know, we just seldom don't, we just day to day go on and hope that there's a little progression every day. When do we stop? And so he's calling us to this 12 hour walk. Now you could say uh, you know, two hours out in the woods or, or whatever, but when do we do that? reboot. And this is a way that he, a methodology Mm -hmm. of doing that to let us consider these questions. When do we stop and take one day, half a day and just contemplate what am I doing and what Mm -hmm. do I want to do? It's so countercultural to Mm -hmm. our harried, busy. It's kind of beyond, we're talking beyond distraction 
I mean, this is, this is a, but it's so small too. It seems so monumental, well, but it's so small a day. So the, I, I, I do, <clears throat> in fact, it just, yeah, I'm going to do that. I told him that I would tell you. And maybe I, I, we would just, I, want do, I want to do a 12-hour walk. Like, he's got a day that he's calling, you know, just to give everybody a timeline. We could all do it on September, whatever. But I also told him how interesting it would be, even if you found one friend or two friends or yeah. whatever, and just say, we're going to do it. We're not doing it together, but just we go do it and have the accountability of that. Yeah. And then share the experience and go. It's like we did the squat challenge, you know, through TLM. And what, and, and why not? do that every day. I, 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 well, we, it's the bothness. We do do that. If you ever sleep, sleep is a kind of a reboot if you have good sleep. And one thing I've been really challenging myself and people on is to calendar a mini sabbatical. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so that is kind of a, in well, we had a friend, Todd, he just went and did a few weeks ago. He went to the monastery for Two or three days, three I think. Days, right. It was a silent monastery, too. Silent monastery. There's other people there, but you don't talk. And yeah. I think they, you know, there's not Wi-Fi and whatever. And Right. It's a disconnect in that book I referenced a while ago, The Comfort Crisis, where these guys go to Alaska, where even if you have a phone, it's not connected to anything because uh -huh. there's nothing there. Uh -huh. And even so when your phone runs out of its batteries, which it will, and you're going to be there for a month, what do you do? Because... Since you, you're living out of a backpack, you don't bring a book. And so you sit there with your brain. And when you're waiting for caribou and they might be 50 miles away for 12 hours, you sit there. And, and just that rebootness of it, of nothingness in that sense, of pulling us out of, and you said the word distraction, you know, we're so harried, we're so distracted. And what you, a 12-hour walk would be a, big sabbatical, right? Like a reboot kind of a thing. What Todd did was a three or four day silent retreat. Every day I would argue there ought to be a calendared three to five minute reboot yeah. where like when we we're talking about, are you content for three to five minutes per day? You choose to say, yes, I am 100% fully content right now. And then I'm going to flip the page in my mind and go to, yeah, but I'm so curious about a 12 hour walk. Let me contemplate what would that be in my life and what would I do and how would I like right now I better calendar my September, October time to say, mm -hmm. Hey, Marcy and family, I just, I'm going to be gone on Saturday. <laughs> and in his, so you don't know in his, his concept is really to do it. You literally go from your door. I was just going to say, Kevin, you, you know what I would do? I would just walk your house. And then well, from yeah. your house, I would just, Say, let me go walk to Todd's house. Well, it's interesting because I was thinking about, you know, I'll go to this place and do the walk. And he said, you know, anywhere you do it is is great. But from your door, he has an interest. How in far can you walk in 12 miles? Three miles per hour. That's a 36-mile round-trip walk. Or you, could, or you could do uh, 100 laps around our little bitty <laughs> town. But he's given value to doing it amongst the familiarity or, or familiar area you are. I really like that. So that you have a different reference point, which... The very next time I passed your house, I would say, oh my gosh, I was at hour uh, 10. Yes. And I was so tired. And, or I had this thought and it references. Well, I thought about you because for the past, however long you've been walking from your house here. So here you are for however many years and you drive the, how far is it? Uh, well, from here past to the house. school, well, I do a two mile. So it's oh. door to door is two miles. 
Door to door. So, so you've been driving that. You've driven it God knows how many times. 15 years. And all of a sudden, you started walking it. You have a different reference totally. point now of the shops that you went by. You probably yeah. never even realized what's in that. Like yeah. There's some head shop over there I've never been in. Yeah. I don't know what they sell. It it, it totally – well, and I, I stay away from the shop, so I'm walking by people's houses. Mm. And still – Roads that I've been through in our small town before, and, and now I have a – I've waved to the owners a couple times, you know, because they're out or whatever. And then I think, oh, that's a VRBO house because it's always a different car there. Oh, God. And different frames of reference. And now they see you walking and going, hey, all of a sudden he's kind of walking different with this huge backpack because <laughs> uh, you got a rucksack that you yeah. – with, with 40 pounds in it. Yeah. And you're walking your two – well, two miles, uh, four miles daily. Then. Yep. A different reference. So, so there, so you're doing that to a small degree, which I would say, you know, to this thing, I'm not going to minimize his call for us to do 12 hours or do, you know, do a full day. But to your standpoint of, should we not be doing a reboot every day? I remember when you had an app it was last year or something and it was a one minute pause, yeah, one minute, pause. one minute pause. And it seems so tiny. And yet is when you try it to realize I never do this. Yeah. Especially today with our devices, we used to at least like get a minute on the pot. Right. And now you or don't even do that. Stopped at a red light. Yeah. Or... Now it's, if you're stopped at a red light or you're on the potty, it's, uh, you can Better check a few emails check something. or text or what whatever. Yeah. And that we don't do it. So to have this. Okay. Here's another similar, what he did. There's a similarity to fasting. Yes. Remember how we said no humans, no American humans go and, you know, 12 hour walk is a long time, but let's say a 24 hour fast or a two day fast. Uh-huh. And you and I did that a couple of times past, you know, three, four, five days. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you have a different frame of reference yeah. for <laughs> appreciation? Of, I get to eat today, man. I don't care what it is. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, same thing with running. You know, if I, I had never done a marathon, I did a marathon. Yeah. I have a different frame of reference from mile five. Mm-hmm. forever uh and for somebody who and it's not that somebody you know we would say you have to go walk 12 hours or fast for two days or run a marathon but if you don't you don't avail yourself to the frame of reference that almost everybody who fasts for a few days or walks 12 hours would say that made me a better human and in that so have i f- fasted from doing in my mind whatever no when i think about this a 12 hour walk i think I, I don't know that I've ever gone an hour. Did he take his phone on his 12 hour walk? Yeah. On airplane mode, but took it just in case there's an emergency or okay, that's fair. something like that. And plus, I mean, you got your scriptures with you. You yeah. got, you know, well, again, even if you had a, a kid at home and you need to keep it, you know, yeah. on kill all the notifications and keep one for an emergency or whatever, but still the idea of being out there for 12 hours with the concept I'm not going to walk along looking at my phone. So even if I've right. got it for emergencies or whatever, or, or I'm not going to listen to my podcast for 12 Yeah. Hours. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to li- I'm not going to take in input. I am here to reboot. And to that point I do, I'm curious 12 hours. I don't know that I've ever spent more than an hour with nothing, no input other than, you know, what I'm seeing out in the woods or something like that. I've done that a couple, you know, just sit and be there for like an hour, but 12 hours. Well, I, it's we a long hiked time. Pikes Peak. I, oh yeah, we were together. Okay, so this we're has, together. We're talking. This is by yourself. This is okay, by, okay. This is by yourself. You, I think you would resonate so much also with that Comfort Crisis book because we're back to, uh, you know, 
the problem with the world today is you can't sit alone by yourself in a room for 15 minutes without any other input and without, you know, getting discontented. And, uh, yeah, the crisis is comfort uh-huh. like this too. Two, three hundred years ago, a twelve-hour walk would be like, well, yeah, we do that once a month to go into town to pick up some, you know, oats, and then we got to carry it back for. Well, whatever. I was reading the book, and I forgot what it's it's called. The book, uh, lady wrote it about C.S. Lewis and his his w- ultimate wife. Shoot, I just went blank the, on it. Becoming Mrs. Joy? Yes, Ms. Mrs. Lewis. Becoming Mrs. Becoming Lewis. Mrs. Lewis. Yeah. yeah, and and how often he would. I mean, this was back. They had horses, and did they have cars when he was alive? I don't know. Yeah. But, but he walked everywhere. I mean, that's just, I got him go to school or go to the school to teach. And it was two miles, four miles. And he just walked often yeah. by himself. He doesn't, I haven't read about a biography of, of why he did that, but man, he, and I wonder if that's it. It gave him time to reboot. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, yeah, culturally and in having been there, it's a small town and yeah. you know, it, cars are a pain in the butt oh. more than, helpful i mean here right like even in our small town you you know going to walmart is still way over there and you know then they could swing by the market every day pick up dinner and and that's what they did and that's one of those cultural zones like a blue zone and we're back to you know that kind of blue zone demanded that you kind of enjoy your walk and now we're in a comfort crisis where because we have cars and now it's led to giant parking lots and giant walmarts and shopping once a week and you know shoving everything in uh, so that i don't have to go shopping every day so the comfort has determined the way we be which means we don't walk yeah comfort and and to me just trying to think of a better word than titillation, but that it's just Uh, entertainment, entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's that I, I just, I can be entertained every single second with my, no matter where I am. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, my my fourteen year old just yesterday is. I, he said, "You know, can I have Snapchat?" And I'm like, "Well, make a case. I need you to have an adult conversation with me to tell me the benefits and the badness." Mm-hmm. So he stood on that for a few days, and um, and ultimately, as we're talking, I, I'm like, "He's like, well, I need it for communication." I'm like, "Well, what's wrong with texting?" It, you know, so back and forth we go, and. And he got to the conclusion, and he said, it's just fun. I'm like, okay. So how many minutes of fun are you going to budget for yourself for this? I love fun. And there's this kind of fun and that kind of fun. But to have endless fun, it's open all the time. And that's... Did you let him get it? uh, No. no. Well, it's on his phone, but I have it limited. And I, I did 15 minutes just to... Which severely limits him, in his opinion. And I'm, and I'm like, well, how many minutes do you think you need to have that kind of fun per day? It, it, it's, I, do, I, I will tell you. So 
my kids wanted to do it and wanted to do it with me and put it on my phone. And I spent a couple weeks going, this is the dumbest thing. It's just text. I do not understand this today. Um, they use it today. I'll get multiples from, uh, especially a couple of my kids. They're doing the play. They're doing rehearsal for this play all day long. They have been for, for weeks and they send it to me and they'll send me the picture. Sometimes it'll have, you know, they'll say something in it, but a lot of times it's just a picture and it's almost like they're sharing their frame of reference of what they're doing. So I see them in costume or I see them with their group of friends at lunch and they do that. And I send it back and they see, Oh, dad's at the office. Daddy's at the, you know, in the car, daddy's whatever. And I, I kind of get it and how they're doing it that way. And it's just this, that helps me. Yeah. Point of reference that keeps us connected and even to what they're doing. Cause I've done it and just go, gosh, you took a picture. Where are you? Where are you? Oh, I'm at a friend's house or I'll see, Oh, he's at the restaurant working or he's at that. And so I have some appreciation. I was dissing it, but I, I get it. Sure. A little bit. Uh, well, uh, okay. That helps me because my older son has it and it made no, like you said, it made no sense to me. We're sitting in the car and he snaps a picture out the window. It is. What are it you is, doing? I'll see him now, doing it with friends, and they'll make a little face. And yeah. it is. It is weird. Still, it's still it, weird. Well, it's but it is their digital weird native yeah. weird. You know, whatever, and we can't completely diss it because we don't understand it. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, okay, shared experience, shared context. Uh, these days, I think you and I would even say we had this conversation the other day. Like you and I would say this right now. I, I think you would say this. When was the last time you sat down to handwrite a letter? I, at this, it, wouldn't that be weird? Okay, I feel guilty to tell you. I'm hardly journaling anymore because I got I put Evernote. I got Evernote on my computer and had some thoughts and put that down. All of a sudden, I just found myself. I'm just typing away, journaling on there because I can type so much faster than I can write. But I took away the tactile exactly i did yeah. and, and the slow and i'm doing it because it's more efficient and i'm not i agree i have been frustrated with journaling because it takes so long to write I down know, a stinking sentence which is speaks to our <laughs> sickness a little bit so you, you mentioned the word discontent a little bit i'm thinking about this 12 hour walk or this reboot time well, even, let me, do you think writing a letter would be weird I mean, compared which, to it, your great-grandpa yeah. Yeah. Totally. I cannot, right? like, I cannot it, it, remember the last so time I wrote he, a letter. He could not conceive of that. Yeah. I just had, and now here we are. Somewhere, but I don't know where it is. It's on a pile. Somebody sent me a postcard. A friend did. I got it. It was in the mail a couple of days ago. I haven't really even looked at it, but he sent a postcard. It says some stuff on it. Just a real short thing. But he said, just thinking of you kind of deal. And I got a postcard. I just, it's so weird. It's so. Especially because he could have texted, emailed, you know, Facebook. Right. It took like weeks for that thing to get here. Uh-huh. And yeah. you know, well, our frame of reference was, you know, when I went to Germany as a grad student in the nineties, mm-hmm. I used postcards. Oh my gosh. I was in Holland and you write, you wrote letters, letters. and sent them and it takes two weeks. Two, I don't remember. And, and now it's inconceivable. And a phone call was like two bucks a minute. Oh yeah. I, I think I did it once. Yeah. Uh, it, I got in trouble cause I did call my parents and my mom said, uh, that was a $500 phone bill we got last oh month. <laughs> yeah, she said, you can't do that anymore. Well, but I wanted to say that the, the aspect of you know our discontentment to do this as a reboot, to even just consider my contentment or discontentment. What am I okay? I mean, what if uh, somebody was to 
do this and realize at the end of that time, man, I'm, I'm kind of good. I am kind of good. I'm kind of good with where I'm at in life. I'm what if, what if you go one step further and choose to be good? Don't, don't even contemplate. Am I good? Well, well, that's fair. And I'm just saying, yeah, because if you ask, am I good? You're going to have to come back with, well, yes and no. And, and I would say that part of the reboot, part of whatever, is to choose to spend some time and say, I am good. I am okay. I'm content. I'm peaceful. Mm-hmm. Okay, three minutes of that. And now, you know what? I need to get more fit, lose a few pounds. I should do my squats. I'm going to go walk. I am not content totally with myself. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to be content again for a while. But today, I'm going to go on a 12-hour walk and reboot. Both, the the boldness of that is valuable. Well, it's interesting because I think on one hand, I, I had the tendency to think about, you know, okay, before you do it, kind of consider what you want to get out of this, you know, kind of have a goal or whatever. I think maybe you could do that and that would be fine. Maybe I'll do that. Or maybe you just go, I'm not giving it one second thought. I'm just stepping out the door and see what happens. I, I tend to think of it as a time for consideration, for pondering and, and yet thinking maybe I'll just let it go and try not to specifically think that's part of my problem. I mean, I do, cause you would think I do this a lot. I go out for, I went out for an hour run a couple of days ago. I mean, a two hour ride is not a big deal, but I'm generally going along at a pretty good pace and I can fully have my mind occupied with an, especially a worry or an, an you know, anxiety or even just a, an idea like the next chapter of a book or whatever, and just fill my mind. I wasn't pondering or considering. I was thinking. I was, I was thinking on a specific thing. Can I get past that, especially with this meandering walk? Can I get past that, again, to just, just allow a reboot? You, yes, it takes time. Yeah. And that, uh, I mean, Ameri- we, we, we hate. I, I don't have time. <laughs> I can't take the time or give the time to something like that, and therefore we don't. And therefore, it, when somebody eventually gets around to it, it'll take a little bit longer time. And remember Steve Smith, and they do their retreat, and they're like, yeah, a less than three-day retreat is pointless because you don't have enough yeah. time to disconnect your heart from, so that you can't even ponder the, the deeper kinds of things, maybe. And... I think we are, that is a consequence of our current society now, is that we, we struggle with that. But I, I like It makes that. me think of vacation. I, you, know, the, you know, you just did a vacation. Yeah. But you spend, you know, the, the first day is just getting somewhere. Whether yeah. you're flying, driving, whatever, you're at least spending generally a day just getting to it. Next morning you wake up, you're there. And for me, I, it often takes that day just to even kind of recalibrate to where we are, what we're doing. And it's yeah. really the next day where you're like, okay, you know, we're, I'm integrated. Yeah. And yeah. So to think of this, of a little, a little time doesn't get us very far to really look at 12 hours. And if somebody's, you know, again, it's not, there's not a magic to the 12 hours. What if it's four hours? What if it's six? What if it's whatever? Um, I think it'd be neat to try to do a complete, you know, like seven to seven type thing. Um, and on that, you mentioned fasting. I didn't ask him about that. I mean, there's so many yeah, ideas. Did he take water? I don't, did I didn't ask. I, I would, I would, my intent would be to take water and nothing else and probably just fast that day. And whether you want to eat in the air, I eat in the evening or not, maybe I won't even decide. 
ponder. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm going to aim to do that. Okay. Well, let's talk about it. Okay, friends, if you want to find Dr. Randy James, he's at truelifemedicine.com. And to connect with Colin, colinobrady.com. Thanks, as always, for choosing to tune in to this self-helpful podcast. If you got value, it'd be great if you'd subscribe, leave a review about this specific episode or a specific episode, and best of all, talk about something here with someone to help you both benefit. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself.